Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You didn't melt the Liberty Bell, right? You didn't burn down Independence Hall or anything like that. Look, if our nation's history has to suffer for an Eagle Super Bowl trip, so be it. Right. I don't yeah. care. I don't understand the celebratory burning things down. Um, you might uh, recognize it more if I tell, uh, explain to you the concept of alcohol. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, generally, yeah. I don't understand burning mm-hmm. things down to the ground, okay. you know. But once you added that little tidbit, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, changes the whole picture, doesn't uh, I, it? <laughs> uh, Going to be a great Super Bowl. All right, uh, coming up on today's podcast, we uh, we hit an awful lot. We 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 started the show with um, a look into the GOP and my feeling of. Don't send them another dime and tell them you're not going to sell them, uh, send them another dime. But that may be hate, just me. Also, we have an expert on what is going on. Somebody who was born in the Soviet Union, somebody whose great grandfather died in a gulag because, you ready for this? He committed the crime of owning a bakery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about what is coming also a deep dive on the economy what you need to be prepared for if baked goods are a crime i don't i i, I want to go directly to prison amen mm-hmm. amen mm-hmm. by the way subscribe to the podcast uh, right here on your podcast app also studios america available every single day you should subscribe to that as well and blaze tv.com slash glenn promo code is glenn sponsored by jace medical the american society of healthcare pharmacists this is a group that tracks by the way we didn't talk about this did you hear about the who coming out with new nuclear stuff who yeah I'm not playing that game. <laughs> I tried to lure you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they, uh, uh, they came out and said, uh, you know, maybe you should stockpile some more, you know, iodine tablets. Oh, yeah. Things. Oh, like, yeah. Hey, you need some, um, I don't know, some antibiotics. Maybe just have those on hand <laughs> right now. I mean, it's not that we're not talking about Russia or the war or anything. We're just saying. Oh, uh, Okay. Well, the Healthcare Pharmacists Society of Healthcare Pharmacists have come out and said, we're already at a shortage of antibiotics, especially amoxicillin. Kind of a critical drug there, I'm just saying. Jace Case is the answer from Jace Medical. It is a great way to keep yourself prepared for the worst. It is a pack of five different courses of antibiotics that you can use to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses and thing, in case things go wrong and there's a shortage or you're on vacation and you're away from your doctor. You, you can treat things like UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, and a whole lot more. I really urge you to take care of your family and have the basics on hand. The Jace case from Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. JaceMedical.com. Make sure you use the offer code BEC10 at checkout and you'll save 10 bucks off your order. JaceMedical.com, offer code BEC10. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. 
uh, Stu is here wearing his uh, Eagles hoodie. Um, and I just I have to check. I haven't I haven't checked on the news yet. I saw the Eagles win. And uh, immediately, my concern was for the safety of the Liberty Bell. <laughs> Did they melt it? No, last no. There were some bus stations uh, that were on fire that were uh, that, that okay. were damaged. Okay, some All light right. poles did not do so well. Okay, during All the right. celebration. All but. right. Yeah, I love those celebrations. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way. That's the way. You know, when Tanya and I first got married, we took our rental house and burned it down to the ground yeah. in celebration. It's the it best was way. wonderful. It's the only way to yeah. show you really care. Okay. Uh, let's uh, uh, let's take you to San Francisco. In case you don't know, uh, the video came out of Paul Pelosi's attacker on Friday afternoon. It was after we were on the uh, show, so we didn't have a chance to comment on it. I did comment on it online, and it went viral, and it is splitting everybody apart. Because what I said was, why didn't you release this right away? It is clear this is a hostage situation. Okay? There's no doubt in my mind. There was nothing going on there except a hostage situation. Now, there were some facts that the media had gotten wrong. But honestly, I mean, I read a story where they're like, NBC needs to apologize. No. No. He was wrong in those facts. Now, I don't know why they... You're talking about the guy who was suspended? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I went back and listened to that and... I don't know, 95% of it seemed like exactly what I saw on the tape. Uh, He said that uh, he opened the door and then didn't immediately say anything. He couldn't. Right. He didn't. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, but But, I mean... But he also said then he walked back before... All of those things are true, but the context was wrong. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I I would say that's that's accurate. But there's no reason he should have been fired or suspended. I don't even understand that, Okay. That's clearly political in his firing. It was wrong in context, but his facts were right. Okay. Um, Now, after this was released, the guy with the hammer called from the San Francisco County Jail. And this is what he said. What did you want to tell me? Um, Not that y'all have seen the body cam footage. Having a more important message for everyone in America. You're welcome. Uh, Freedom of liberty isn't dying. It's being killed systematically and deliberately. The people killing it have names and addresses. So I got their names and addresses so I could pay them a little visit and have a heart-to-heart chat about their bad behavior. The freedom of liberty needs watering. We need men of valor. Patriots willing to put their own lives on the line to stand in opposition to tyranny. This guy... I would also like to apologize. I want to apologize to everyone. I messed up. What I did was really bad. I'm so sorry. I didn't get more of them. It's my own fault. No one else is to blame. I should have come better prepared. I spent all my time exposing government corruption online, only to have them silence my freedom of speech as quickly as they could. It circumvented the Constitution and private industry. When the grooming class outsources the repression of your civil rights to private industry, it's called fascism. Okay. This guy, A, is clearly um, not in sta- insane. I mean, he is, he seems to be speaking uh, with reason in his own world. Um, you know, he's not, it's not ranting and raving here. 
Um, he is clearly, however, disturbed. I don't know what it is with this guy. I don't know how you take a lifelong hippie, a lifelong guy who has been not on the left, on the far, far left. The nudist left. Yeah, the nudist left. Mm -hmm. How you get him, who still has a BLM flag and a rainbow flag in his window of his home, how you get him there, I don't know. Now, they'll say, well, he was listening to the conspiracy theories online. That's what he is doing. Well, what about all the conspiracy theories on the left? Are those just not effective? I mean, let's remember, we had the same kind of guy go to try to kill our Supreme Court justices. Okay? This is what happens when you have a world that has been set on fire and it was set deliberately it was set by the people who hate this country and want to reset it now there's two groups the marxist and the anarchists and the other group are the people like the world economic forum they are undermining our story our society, our wealth, our industry, our, our food, they are undermining all of it. And it is clear. So what do we do about it? Well, definitely not what he did. Definitely not what he did. But also definitely not what the media did in this very case what did they do they immediately they came out with a story and then immediately shut down everything how long did it take us to get the horrible horrible footage from the cops on the beating in memphis how long did that take us two days how long i thought it was weeks because i they did have they went through the whole thing where they fired the people, then the cops, then they announced the charges okay. on the cops. Okay, good. They, took, they were complaining about how long it took. Okay, all right. They were complaining how long it took. Who was complaining? The, you know, the people protesting in the streets. People protesting in the streets, most likely the left. Now, everybody is upset and should be. If you're not, if you've seen that video uh, from Memphis, you should be horrified. But there is an explanation for that and how that happened and why that happened. And we can get into that later. But you release the videos. You don't want trouble. You release the video. Every step of the way, they tried to shut down information. When you shut down information and lack transparency in a world that doesn't trust anyone, what happens? People start making up their own stories. Conspiracy theories happen in a society that is shut down all information because they'll see things and they'll be like, that's not right. Something's wrong with that. How did you get this guy? Well, okay, it can happen. And apparently it has, it has happened. But all of the other facts, the BLM, the rainbow flag, all of these things, and him being a lifelong nudist-style hippie, just didn't fit. It doesn't mean it wasn't true. 
So let me give you journalism 101. Question authority. That's journalism 101. You question the details. You don't just take it on their word. That's the problem with our society. Journalists just take them at their word. And they do it not because they're part of some conspiracy or anything. They do it because they believe the left is right about America. They honestly believe it. I honestly don't. I think a return to the Constitution and the Bill of Rights is the only way out for freedom. So the Seattle Times, they come and put a list together who, uh, quote, made fun of Paul Pelosi. And it says in their headline, hold them accountable. I'm sorry, that's from Adam King, uh, Kinzinger. Hold them accountable. These are the people that raised doubts and amplified conspiracy, according to the Seattle Times. Ted Cruz, uh, Clay Higgins, blah, 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 blah. Here it is. Prominent figures. Number one, Glenn Beck. What did I do? Raised doubts about the details of the attack. Now, how did I raise doubts? I addressed doubts. Why haven't they released this? Look at what's happening online. Conspiracy theories. Was he part of a gay group? Did he know this was a setup? What happened? What I said was release the footage. Why won't you release the footage? It will tell the story clearly and you'll be past all of this. So when authorities tell me this is what's going on and we don't want any conspiracy theories and they have the way to stop all conspiracy theories and they don't do it, everyone should raise doubt. What is going on? Why won't you do that? They still haven't told us why they waited so long. Was it truly because of the uh, both sides of the court said they didn't want it out? Most likely, 99%. However, because all of the activity from everyone, including NBC, why did you fire this guy or suspend him? Why didn't you just come out and, and say the truth that we found not up to our standards? Bull crap. Have you suspended people who uh, reported all kinds of misinformation in the last five years? I can guarantee you no. So why the punishment on this guy? These things just take conspiracy theorists and just has their wheels turning. There is no intent from most people, I think, in the media and most people in uh, positions of power to actually get to the truth. You want to know why conspiracy theories are happening? Because what truly happened in the 2020 election and the 2022 election? Now, I'm not saying it was stolen. 
I'm not saying it wasn't stolen. I'm saying there's enough out there to make a reasonable person question. And if the roles were reversed, you know the Democrats would have been raising hell over this. So now it's the Republicans raising hell. Okay. What do you say we take that power to raise hell away from both sides? Why is it no one will actually do an official and credible accounting? My guess is there's nobody that we all trust. So what do we do? What do we do? Well, first thing you do is you do not take to heart people that say things like that phone call from San Francisco. You do not do that. You, you know, I was reading, um, I was reading today out of Mark and it, I've highlighted two things. When you see these things come to pass, do not be alarmed. And then a couple of uh, verses later, it says, but you must be on guard. So that's what you need to do. You're seeing things. You're seeing things that will lead to our destruction. Don't be alarmed. Just be on guard. Because there's going to be a lot of people that tell you, do this, do that. False prophets. Don't. Don't. Follow in the footsteps. Make sure your feet are shod in the gospel of peace. Your feet should take you away from things like this and towards truth. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the... uh, Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I, uh, I want to talk to you about what is coming, what you need to prepare for so you can change the way you spend money. And let me give you some information that will help you understand um, how to navigate and know what is real or what is not. You keep hearing that, um, that you know, credit cards are going gangbusters and everybody's fine and you know the default rate blah 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 you're hearing a lot of that and it, a lot of that will be based on american express why should you not look at the stats of american express do you know Stu? Hmm, no american express is one that demands that you pay it off so generally speaking it is people who have more money that will carry an american express but more importantly, American Express, your FICA score is between 40 and 60, per, uh, 60 points higher to be able to get uh, just a regular green card American Express mm-hmm. over Discover or Capital One. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're, you're not looking at the riskiest ones. Right. Okay. Um, and when you look at the riskiest ones, Capital One, They've been taking, you know, sub subprime borrowers, people who are living on the edge and living on their credit card. Those are Discover cards and uh, and Capital One cards, generally speaking. 
well, uh, Capital One is turning off the spigot of the credit uh, in a lot of places. They've just begun doing this. They've their loss is up year over year. One point four billion dollars. They've just had to write off this year. OK, because people failed. Uh, their charge offs for both of them have gone from one and a half percentage points to four percentage points. And we're in an economy that our leaders are telling us is good. It's healthy. It's growing. It's wonderful. What did Biden say about it? It's uh, oh God, what was it? It was a half swear. I can't remember what it was. Smart as hell. That's what it was. Or, 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 or strong as hell. Strong, strong as, as hell. hell. Is this economy strong as hell? If this is strong as hell, who is it strong as hell for? You know the answer to that. The rich. It is getting harder and harder for the people at the bottom end. You will have nothing and you'll be happy is the promise from the World Economic Forum. By 2030, you will be happy owning nothing. Now, I don't know how that is possible in a society set up around ownership. The reason why ownership is so important in America is because that's the way you can hold on to wealth, grow wealth, by buying your own home, not your car, but by buying assets and owning things that increase in value, that's how we have lifted the, the poor class into the middle class and the middle class into an upper class. That is unique and really, truly very American. Ownership. But you take that ownership, how are you going to save money? How are you going to grow money? Okay. Now, let me take you to the cars. People, just a few years ago, if you went to buy a used car, it was seven to $15,000, average, okay? It is now twenty to $25,000 for a used car. What's changed? Well, the uh, Wuhan virus changed everything. That collapsed the supply chain. You can't get the supply chain back on track. Okay, so we're still short cars. That makes your used car more expensive. So that's why you've gone from at the top $15,000 to now $25,000, the top of average. Okay, it's gone up 10 grand. Has your salary gone up? Has your savings gone up? Has your, I mean, with inflation, that's real dollars, that's not inflation. That's real dollars. Inflation is on top of that. Why are we paying so much money for everything? Well, one of the reasons is we're no longer leading the world. We are intentionally hobbling ourselves with oil and gas prices. They're not refilling the strategic oil reserve because President Biden says it's still too high. Well, you know what? You may be in a war that you are creating right now, President Biden. What do you say? You bite the bullet because you don't seem to have a problem spending money everywhere else and fill our national strategic supply back up. 
We're intentionally shooting our feet. So gas prices go up, which makes people think, okay, well, they're getting rid of the electric. They're getting rid of the gas car. Everybody's going to electric. Maybe I should buy an electric car. Well, electric cars are expensive. They're new and expensive. Okay. Plus your energy costs are going up. The more you build, the more people buy electric cars, the higher your energy price, the higher your electricity bill. Who's paying for that? How do I afford that on top of my brand new car? You can't. And if you could afford a new car, you're paying full sticker, if not above. And you know what? I have to buy something. So I'll buy a used car at an unbelievable price. Now, let's look at the price to borrow the money for that car. (sighs) Okay, so on average, we have gone from 3.6 as your rate to... Uh, borrow money for a car 3.6 the average now is 6.8 okay that's a lot of money over the lifetime just in the last year that's an additional two thousand dollars that you have to pay for your car but that's if you have good credit if your subprime subprime is as high as with insurance 26% Uh, that's loan shark stuff. That's you'll never, ever, ever pay for that car. You'll never get out of that. So what are you going to do? So now people are losing their cars because our repossession of cars is now higher than it was at the peak of the financial crisis of 08. And we're in an economy that is strong as hell. It's not working for the average person. I hate trickle-down economics. It's clear you do, because nothing's trickling down. Have you noticed that? Nothing is trickling down. Because... You're not giving any incentives for people to invest in anything. You are dictating what technologies and everything else that you're going to invest in as the United States government. And you're going to have and tell the banks what they should invest in. The rest of us are holding on going, I don't know what's coming tomorrow. And we're already doing that because of technology. We have no idea what technology is going to do to any of our jobs. So do I invest in a new factory? Do I wait for a couple of years? There's no incentive to build a factory here. I don't know what the energy costs are going to be. So there is no trickle down. This is society without trickle down. The rich just keep getting richer, and you're not seeing any of it, none of it. 
So here's the thing that I, I want you to be prepared for, and that is uh, helping each other out, being prepared with your food, with your energy. Don't go out and blow your money on uh, stupid stuff. Don't. Everything that they are telling you in the media that we're strong as hell is not true. Have you heard anyone talk about Saudi Arabia getting rid of the petrodollar? Have you seen that anywhere, Stu? No. Okay. How could that possibly be? How can the Saudi say, yeah, we'll, we'll take any kind of money? That is the United States of America going off of the gold standard. We replaced gold with the petrodollar. We said our dollar is the only way you can buy oil. And that's what kept the dollar sound. Well, now, wait a minute. If that's no longer true, what's keeping our dollar sound? And why hasn't there been any discussion of this? Why isn't anyone talking about something that is going to affect you, your future, your children, your debt, your job, your medicine, Everything is going to be affected by that. And yet, nobody's told you anything about it. I just find it curious that the leaders of expense are the things that the Great Reset is trying to get rid of. Car? We're the fortune. If he hadn't have emptied our strategic oil reserve, fuel would be through the roof, just like it is everywhere else. Meat? You know, they don't want you eating meat. Have you seen? It's going to go up another 15% this year. Have you heard that stat? Chicken? God help us with chicken. Did you see what happened in Connecticut this weekend? One of the bigger chicken producers burned to the ground. 100,000 chickens gone. What's that going to do to the price of chicken? All of the things that they say they want to eliminate or change, all of those things going through the roof. Can't get fertilizer. Can't get fertilizer. Why? Well, Russia makes most of the fertilizer that we would use. Oh, okay, so let's go pick a war with Russia. And I want to talk to you about the war with Russia, because that's another thing that doesn't make sense. Batten down the hatches, do your own homework, look at where do you have your dollars, if you have anything. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Carol Markowitz joins us now. She is the co-author of Stolen Youth, and she is also a New York Post columnist. Um, Carol, as a as a parent of four children uh, and as a typical, I think, American, I am overwhelmed with what my kids are bringing back from school and what they're having to deal with everywhere. And I don't even know where to start. Hi, Glenn. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, that's the real, you know, pr- 
problem with what's happening around us is that it's coming at them from every direction. It's actually not just schools. It's happening in their pediatrician's office and in their library and in on their television, obviously. And in so many different ways, the kids are being indoctrinated. And so in this book, we lay out all the different examples of how this is happening and what we can do about it. Um, I, I, I know you're very into history, and so we start out with a historical chapter of how this isn't the first time in history that kids have been targeted in this way. Totalitarian systems throughout history have first started with the kids. And you mentioned I was born in the Soviet Union. I came to the U.S. as a small child, but I you know, was raised with the idea of this can happen at any moment, and now it's happening. So, so Carol, you know what's frightening is you don't know who to trust and now i'm getting to the point to where i'm talking to doctors and i don't necessarily yeah. trust them i talk to right. you know psychologists child psychologists and i really my, my radar is just right. way up <laughs> and you don't know who to trust and even if you speak frankly a lot of times they're not speaking frankly back to you yeah that, well, that's, you know, it's going to be an uphill climb because we've allowed this to fester in our society for so long and so much of it went unchecked. And look, I blame myself, you know, just as much as anybody else. I know that there have been moments in my life where I didn't fight the way I should have for the sanity that I now, you know, demand. Um, and so I think parents need to understand that this is going to be a fight. The last word in our book is fight. Because it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be simple and it's not going to be fast. It's going to take a while. Um, you mentioned psychologists. Kids are in this, um, you know, real uh, anxiety moment where they're taught like that the world is going to end at any moment and right. that they have to do something about it. And the psychologists are so responsible for this. I, I have to tell you, I, I would I've thought about my kids and what they're going through, and what they face. And mm -hmm. I think. Every time I end up the same place, I cannot imagine being a child today. There is yeah. the world is going to end because of, you know, climate catastrophe. Right. Um, uh -huh. You know, we're going to have to eat bugs. And there is no male or female. There's no gender. There's no truth. Yeah. There is no God. It is the most depressing uh, future you could possibly think of and then on top of it there's no two plus two so there's no right. real math there's nothing that you can turn to right so you've, you've just you know addressed everything that we talk about in the book and especially the two plus two equals five and the rest of it um, but you know there is hope and the hope that I want to explain to people is that if you come from a totalitarian society like I did, you, you couldn't even in your home protect your children. You couldn't tell them the truth in your home because you risk their lives. We don't, we're not there yet in America. We are still at the place where you can protect your kids in the home. You can give, give them the truth in your home. And you can make them the kind of resilient adults that you want them to be, that this isn't just, yes, all of these different you know, outlets are coming for your kids, but you are the last line of defense and that line, last line of, of defense still exists in America. So I was uh, teaching a class um, over the weekend and um, I was, I was talking about what's inside your bubble, what's outside of your bubble. And it used to be framed mm -hmm. by your house, you know, is your family rules, mom and dad. And it wasn't, it wasn't this way in everybody's house that it was good influence, but 
generally speaking, the outside uh, only came in through friends. Even television was, you know, and radio was not what it is now. Um, Everything is in our house. And I think most parents feel like I am swinging as hard as I can, but I don't even know what I'm swinging against. And I'm having to swing against everything. And they feel very alone and, 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 and they don't know what to do. So where do we even start? So, you know, there are a lot of places you can start, but obviously school is a major one. So for people on, you know, who are conservatives, um, we've been pushing for school choice for, you know, forever. And now it's sort of taking hold and it's really catching fire in the last few years after parents really saw what was going on in the schools when the schools closed for COVID. Hold on just so, a second. Just a note, yeah. uh, just a note for Texas uh, uh, voters. You voted in Republicans, but they gave the school board to the Democrats, you know, for fairness. Yeah. So you're not going to have free schools here. You're not going to be able to have school choice here. That's Texas Republicans for you. Anyway, go ahead. Unacceptable. Yeah, completely unacceptable. Our family moved to Florida very publicly in the last year. I'm a New York Post columnist, so it was a news story. And I'm a lifelong New Yorker. I love this. You know, I really mm-hmm. love New York. And we moved to Florida to get our kids away from the wokeness that was attacking them from every angle. So it might involve moving. It might even involve, you know, maybe not moving to another state, but maybe switching schools, maybe finding a new community. And it's something that we have to act on. I know it sounds hard and for some people maybe impossible, but whatever you can do to get your kids out of this insanity that has gripped our culture, I think parents need to do it. I think people that don't see the trans, you know, um, uh, gendered person in the library or something like that, if it's not really super obvious, they think their kids are safe. If, if parents are living in cities, they know that this is happening. I wanted, Before we left New York, I would say half, maybe three quarters of my 12-year-old friends were trans. I mean, you know, they weren't really trans, but they were, they, they would declare themselves non-binary. They would, you know say that they felt that they were not the right gender. And this became a popular contagion. And it's happening in every city. I hear this from parents all the time. It's happening less in smaller places. It's happening less in, you know, suburbs or rural areas. But the contagion is coming. I don't want anybody to feel like they're safe. So until we can beat this back everywhere, no one should stop fighting. Okay, so you start in the schools. What's next? Well... A lot of the ideas that we we have, we fund, for example, libraries that have events that we completely would not support, um, that we cannot accept for our kids. I mean, Drag Queen Story Hour and and various things like that. There's no reason we should be funding it. Take it to your local politicians. Have them stop funding these kinds of events. Um, Pediatrician's office, you, you know, yes, the majority of them are going to be woke, but you have to do your research and you have to talk to them. And if they don't know what a woman is, then they're not the pediatrician for you. So if you go into your pediatrician and you yeah. you just ask them that, because if I ask them yeah. that, they know exactly what start. <laughs> <laughs> that they know. But I, I did say to a child psychiatrist or psychologist just recently, mm-hmm. tell me about uh, genders. And she just looked at me and she said, what do you what do you want to know about genders? And I said, are there 80 plus genders? She said there are two. And I was fine. I thought that answered it. Is that far (laughs) enough? 
That's what you want to hear. Yes, okay. you want to hear that there are two genders. If they're not sure about that, then they're not the doctor for you. And right. again, I know this is hard. I, 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 I admit in the book that I haven't always stood up for things the way I wanted to. Uh, one example that I give is my son um, switched schools in first grade and his new school had the climate march. And he was, you know, new at the school, and uh, I, I just, I wanted to pull him out of it, but I, I didn't. And so my little one first grader marched around with a sign that says, "Earth dies, we die." But at home, oh I, I explained to him that this, this fear makes no sense. And if you look at the, you know, the fears that they're being instilled by. Um, these environmental activists, you can see that these activists live a very lavish and unconcerned life. So don't worry about the the earth, right. you know, dying. So I, I didn't do what I needed to do, which was pull him out of there. And I would never make that mistake again. But, you know, you learn from these errors, you move forward. And it, most importantly, you enforce the ideas at home. So, uh, uh, Carol, I, I, I want to push you on this a, a little bit because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I used to think as long as you can uh, do it at home and really instill it in home, that really does help. But yeah, it, it's it's not enough if you and your wife are the only ones really saying this because the rest of the culture, everything right. they see says mom and dad are stupid and old. Yes, you're, you're absolutely right. And that's why, again, I think that you have to form community. You have to find like-minded people. We're social creatures. We need each other. It's not, you can't just retreat into your own family and expect everything to be okay and that your kids are not going to be influenced by the outside. They are. That's why, again, when half my daughter's friends decided they were trans, we didn't ignore it. We didn't pretend it wasn't happening. We discussed with her how it, that sometimes, you know, people feel uncomfortable in their bodies as they approach puberty and how that might lead to them, you know, getting involved in something that they don't actually believe. So you have to be kind of, well, so my, my co-author and I, Bethany Mendel and I, we have different approaches to this and we discuss both approaches in the book. Bethany homeschools her children. I send mine to public school. And the idea that, you know, for me, my kids are out in the world. So when they are at home, I reinforce everything that we believe. She protects her kids from the outside influences as much as she can. But obviously, as we mentioned in the book, this is coming from every direction. It's not just schools. So you can only do so much. So we both have different approaches to this, but both approaches involve reinforcing in the home what your family believes. Carol Markowitz, Stolen Youth is the name of the book. Uh, Can we talk a little bit about suicide? Do you address this in the book? We only address it in terms of how it's used to shut down the transgender debate and how there's this pretense that if we don't confirm that a girl is actually a boy or, you know, some other new identity, they'll commit suicide. And therapists pressure parents into uh, into doing what they want them to do because they will say if you don't if you don't reinforce this your child's gender which is not the gender they were born with then they'll kill themselves and of course parents will do whatever it takes not for that not to happen yes we'll do everything within reason and within truth yes um the um uh do you have any thoughts on why suicide is going through the roof i mean you're looking at this my feeling is it's just that nothing has any meaning anymore nothing is real or worthy and there is no reward for merit. Yeah. 
The merit thing is huge. I think that moving away from merit is just part of the woke system. It's it says that we're all the same and we're all average and there's no you know difference between any of us and you shouldn't try. The suicide thing, I think that and I think we'll you know we'll be learning about this for years, but I think the pandemic responses had so oh, much yeah. to do with our suicide rates. I mean, they, uh, emergencies rose by, I think, 25% um, mental health emergencies among children 5 mm. to 11, and even more by kids 12 to 17. I think it's in the 30s. Um, and they just, the suicide um, attempts during that time period between March and October of 2020, when it, all the kids were inside their homes, not allowed out in places like New York, where that extended, you know, for months and months, even beyond that, I think we really did damage. And the idea that we could just shut down our world and everybody will be okay. We know that that's not true. And we'll be facing the repercussions of what we did. There's a chapter in our book about COVID, even though obviously as we move past COVID and we the restrictions move into the, you know, rear view mirror, the, the impulse is just to forget about it, but yeah. we can't forget about it. Something horrible was done to our children mm-hmm. and we can't let it go. We ha- we need we need to have accountability. Talking to Carol Markowitz, she's the co-author of the book Stolen Youth. It's a guide for parents so you know what you're dealing with and how to fight it. Um, let me take you back to the Soviet Union. We've only got a couple of minutes. Tell me about your grandfather. Yeah. So my great-grandfather, Aaron Gelberg, died in a gulag in uh, the Soviet Union, uh, all the way in the east by Japan, and he was arrested for the crime of owning a bakery and for, you know, having a business at a time where that became illegal. The lines just shifted out from under him. And I write about all the people that were there for saying the wrong thing, not saying the right thing strongly enough, and how that conformity is coming here. We, we feel it. We see it. So much of the COVID response, for example, was dictated by that conformity. You weren't allowed to speak out. You were crazy. You were a heretic. You were, you know, you you were somebody that couldn't be trusted if you did not say the exact same things that everybody else was saying. So we need to be really careful about this conformity that's coming to our shores. It, it began in other places. We might not be a totalitarian system yet, but it's, it's happening. Yeah. Carol, thank you so much. Your articles you in the so much, New York uh, Post, your your columns are just fantastic, and I, I wish you the best. Thank you for fighting. Thank you so much. Thank you. You bet. Carol Markowitz, uh, Stolen Youth is the uh, name of the book. Da, 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 da.